When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We had a rule in my house growing up that whenever I got home, whatever the time was, like even just a night out, to go in and just check in, knock on the door and tell my parents that I'm safe. Because they would be up all night worrying. Mm -hmm. I finally said to my dad, I'm not doing it anymore because he'd be sound asleep, (laughs) not worrying. And he had this like heavy bar. It was like a bunch of wires wrapped in black electrical tape in case like a robber came in the house. And I'd be like, so medieval. Welcome to Bad Parents, a podcast about three bad parents who are trying to raise good kids. She's Shauna. Hello. He's Ryan. What's up? And I'm Johnny. A Tell It Like It Is podcast for parents to laugh, cry, and to make you feel better about your parenting. When it comes to parenting, I often wonder, did our parents have it this hard? And if so, why the hell didn't you warn us? We tackle that and more on today's episode of Bad Parents. Welcome to the Bad Parents Podcast. Shauna, you would know better than I think Ryan and I about, you know, when you do something for like a month, it becomes like ingrained in you and it's like a habit, yes. right? It's like 28 days of doing something, yeah, if like it's that. working out or whatever, then it's because whatever. So this is our 11th episode, which means we've been doing it for just over two and a half months now. And if you've been listening to all the episodes, we are now ingrained in your life, <laughs> right? You've been doing it now for so long. You can't get enough of us. So. You can tell too, because more emails are coming in. Hey, yeah. talk about this. Hey, right. talk about that. Or, hey, yeah. thanks for making me feel less Sure. (laughs) Terrible parents. (laughs) It's badparents at curiouscast.ca is the website. If you have like uh, any comments for the show or you want to uh, suggest a topic, you can do that as well. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So I'm just going to read some of these because we love getting response. Okay, so some of the comments and reviews of the podcast, in case this is your first time, this is what some people have said about this show. Love these people. So honest and funny. Hmm. Nice. Love the podcast so far. Thanks for saying all the things other parents <laughs> are thinking. I think we do that. Yeah, totally. I don't understand this one. I'm from Quebec. Talk to me about a subject that doesn't take into account the language barrier. Count me as a new subscriber. Mm. One more time. Say it one more okay. time. I'm from Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about a subject that doesn't take into account the language barrier. Count me as a new subscriber. So it was like, oh, it goes across all borders. Okay. Yes. I thank thought that was you. it, but I wasn't 100% thank sure. Thank you. Oh, thank That's very kind. Thank yeah. you very much. Giving laughter morning and night now. This gal's happy. This trio slays it. Wow. We so, bookend her day. So, in that. case you're wondering, we also host a radio show in Toronto, Ontario, Canada that runs from 5 30 until 10. And if you want to listen to our antics, uh, <laughs> shenanigans between Monday and Friday. You can on the Radio Player Canada app and you can download that and you're good to go. The three of you are so funny. The best part of my morning is listening to you. Love it. This is the greatest idea for a podcast and the vibe between the three are hilarious. It brought me back to thinking what my parents used to tell me and how I use uh, that on my son too funny. Probably referring to a podcast episode about the lies that we tell our oh, children, right, right, right. lies that we were told as well. You guys are the best. Can't go wrong with these three. I look forward to this series very much. So thank you so so much to everybody. Uh, It's, you know, 4.9. 
stars out of five, right? Which is pretty good. One yeah. person decided to leave a three star. So like, <laughs> we'd like to work on you. <laughs> Let us know at bad parents at curious cast. .ca, uh, the guy who left us a three-star review, what we can do to make you uh, a little bit happier. So. Um, you guys are having fun? Everybody's having fun on the podcast? Yeah. It's good, right? It, yeah, it's it's a great time. And like what, what we're going to talk about right now is, it's not just this podcast isn't just if you have children. If you have children, I think it's very relatable. But you were off, obviously at some point a child. Yes. And sometimes we talk about the difference between, you know, our childhood and childhood that our, our children are experiencing right now. And we were just at a cottage doing a broadcast uh, just the other day. And we were just talking about how different it was in terms of connection. Like you would go out, like in our case, like in the nineties and I would leave on a Thursday at say 18, 19, 20 years old with the guys. And you'd go up to cottage country in Ontario. There's boats, there's lakes, there's drinking, Mm -hmm. there's bars, there's cliff jumping, there's chaos, jet skis. And my parents wouldn't know anything until I got home on like Sunday afternoon. Isn't that mind blowing? We know right now, all three of us, where exactly our kids are, mm-hmm. how they're doing, probably their temp- temperature. Right. And, and yet what our parents went through without that connection. Like, I don't know how they slept, to be honest. Like, I guess they didn't know any different, but I just can't imagine. Let's even say a 20 year old, like not talking about a child, like a 20 year old man or woman, your daughter or your son out for three or four days at a cottage where all those things could can happen, dangers could happen, and you have no connection to them. It blows my mind. Is it? And I that is the actual question. Does it make parenting harder or easier when you just don't have that level of awareness? Do you feel that maybe some of the ability of like, we know where our kids are at all times and we get a hold of them no matter what is because we have the ability to do so. Right. Where back in the day where yeah. I was talking about us up at the cottage and whatnot, um, they, our parents didn't, right? Especially like, for example, Ryan and I went to a cottage that was like on, literally on an island. Like it was one of those water access cottages that didn't have a really awesome phone line. And if, you know, if there was ice on the lines, you couldn't, you couldn't get in touch with us. And wow. it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it, it's amazing, at least from my parents, we used to go to uh, like a festival north of the city here when we were kids and a band called the Tragically Hip would usually headline it. It was called Another Roadside Attraction. And they would just be like, yeah, just go ahead. Just drive up north and spend three days like sleeping in your car in a parking lot. <laughs> and like, just go and see all these bands where like there was alcohol and like drugs, a small right. amount of drug use and, yeah. and whatnot. And I'm like, but this is coming from a generation that like, you know, could have went to Woodstock. Like Woodstock is your sort of like yeah. concert fest. And you're like, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah. I kind of understand that thing. So, but then why, then why aren't we the same? Like why, if we grew up with like these kinds of freedoms, why am I thinking like, no, I'm going to helicopter parent. I'm going to hover over top of you. It's because we have the ability to do so. Mm -hmm. There's so much free time, right? Like remember back in the day where like your parents would work nine to five, Mm. right? Nine to five and they would come home and, and, and do whatever. Like I have the ability now to literally be on top of my children from when we get off the the radio show until they go to bed. Like I, like. I, th- I think I think the co-parenting thing is is a huge oh, now. Where it's man, it's uh, listen. A lot of the the is still on the mom, but I think dads have more oh, of a it's role. Oh my god, so much. I, I pick up my kids I, uh, for many many years. This year they're more taking the bus, but I would say it's fifty fifty to be honest between da- dads and moms picking up their kids. I think sure. that we're not a nine to five anymore. People work from home, absolutely. And I think you know dads are way more hands on than the generation previous. It's a great point you make about having the access to it because mm. one of the things that bugs me about our parents' generation, the baby boom generation, is they act sort of arrogantly about 
you're using screens too much. You're using connection. You shouldn't use the air tags on your kids. But it's because they didn't have the option. You're telling me that they wouldn't have enjoyed a little bit more time Saturday morning by having us on our iPads. You know, you forget that we were in the basement for six hours sometimes yeah. watching repeat Sesame Street. But there is an arrogance there. Like mm. they didn't use it as if they could have, but chose not to. Sure. I also think that, you know, maybe there was a bit more heavy handedness to parenting back in the day yeah. than there is now, where if you're saying I'm going to go uh, on my BMX bike with my buddies in the forest, and my dad is like, once those lights come on, the street lights, you better be home. And if you're not, like, it's time to go, like, get in some serious trouble. And I think every mom, mm. uh, I know my stepmom did, she had her own distinct whistle. And if you oh, were, yeah, if yeah, you were yeah. at the schoolyard and you heard that whistle, mm. like, e, let's go. And every mom had their own distinct whistle where you knew where you were going to totally. get in trouble. But how many days did you spend summer vacation where it's just like, you're out the door at like 7.30 and yeah. you're not back until like dinner time. That's I don't crazy. disagree, but I also agree with you, Shauna. Like sometimes I get caught up in my own time with my kids and their screen time and I get a little bit nervous and worried. But then I do think of like, I watched a lot of television. Yeah. Like I was out, you know, mm. playing road hockey and in the forest. I get it. Drinking from the hose, all the classic kind of Gen X type things that we've talked about. But I did spend a lot of time watching TV. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, what's really the difference between me watching television for like a large chunk of a Saturday. Yeah. Compared to my kid watching an iPad. I know. It gives me comfort. Right. I may not be what I'm supposed to be mm. doing, but I do think that we, we've been watching that Pluto TV app and they have all the old shows. Right. And watching them now, I'm like, I was watching this at 10. I was mm. watching Three's Company. I was coming home from school. Plunked down watching TV forever. So yes. is it worse? I don't know. I mean, I, I think probably technically it is worse, but I don't think it's a, such a great leap that we sometimes make it sound to be. But does it also give you pause to then say, my kid is having X number of hours or whatever of, of, of iPad or screen time it, and then balance it? Like it makes you consciously balance it out? Yeah, that's a good it, point. It does for me. Yeah, for sure. Where I'll see Olivia or Jack on the iPad a little bit too long and I will consciously be like, let's go outside. Yeah. Where maybe if they were just watching TV... Like regular, like it's almost like there's a distinction it's between way, yeah. iPad and yeah. TV. It's the same thing where I would like, I consciously let's go do something else. Just to kind of uh, st finish where we started. One thing I do remember we talk about, you know, our parents, our parents didn't know where we were and they would have to worry about us. And we have all this kind of connectivity. So we had a rule in my house growing up that whenever I got home, whatever the time was, like even just a night out to go in and just check in, knock on the door and tell my parents that I'm safe. Because they would be up all night worrying. Mm -hmm. I finally said to my dad, I'm not doing it anymore. Because he'd be sound asleep, <laughs> not worrying. And he had this like heavy bar. It was like a bunch of wires wrapped in a black electrical tape yeah. in case like a robber came in the house. And I'd be like. So right. medieval. So he was old. <laughs> my dad, my parent, my dad was old school. And so I would come in <laughs> reeking of cigarettes from like a, a bar in Brampton, Ontario, Canada. And I would walk in and be like. Huh? And he grabbed the bar and, he, and I'd be like, no, 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 no. So I said, I know that you can't sleep and yeah. you're up all night, but you slept pretty sleepy to me. So no more. Just I'll see you in the morning. So when we talk about whether or not we have it harder as parents now than our parents had it, we have to talk about something that drives me nuts. Happens every single day. Around four o'clock, I start to get stressed out. I think you know what it is, and that is dinner. <laughs> and when I was a kid, 
there was dinner and you ate it and we had to finish it. And it was often not great. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I didn't love dinner every night. That's why it was so exciting once in a while if you had pizza or whatever. But nowadays, I think we think it's a restaurant oh. and it's never just one thing. And I'm always scurrying to make sure the kids like what they're having. And it's exhausting. It is. It's, it is the hardest part of my day. For sure. And just because of the hours that we work and the hours my wife works, I tend to do, uh, you know, a lot of dinners. I don't say all of them. And it's it's, it's difficult for my wife too, obviously, because sometimes there's five people in our family. Sometimes it's five different meals. And it's one thing for the adult things. I don't mind that because my wife knows what I like. I know what she likes. And it's fun to cook that kind of stuff. It's the kids, man. It's like, you just don't know what they're in the mood for, Mm -hmm. what they like. One day they like one thing, one day, one day, and the next day they won't. All three of them have completely different styles. And that just was not an option growing up. Oh, man, not even close. What happened to when my kids, who are a lot younger than yours at, at, at four and two, what happened from you guys eating avocado and broccoli for dinner to like now only eating... Chicken nuggets shaped in brontosaurus shapes. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, like, where did that transition happen and, 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 and whatnot? The mom and dad guilt thing is super real. And yeah. I think all we want to do is just, just eat something that is not super junk. Just eat something. And that's why I think we got to go out of our way. When I was growing up, Tuesday was like ravioli night. And then like every, every like Monday through Friday, every, it was the same God <laughs> thing yeah. every night. Yeah, I hated 87% of it. Exactly. But I had to eat it or else I wasn't eating. But yes. I would also say that may have contributed that when I was able to make my own food choices, I made terrible food choices. And I think that might be part of why we're trying to do better, because a lot of us realize that that, you know, really wasn't ideal. And maybe it led to some of us having some food issues, whether it was going off to college and gaining the freshman 30 mm-hmm. because it was you so had free choice. Absolutely. So I think our hearts are in the right place. But when our parents are watching us, I'm sure they're just like, what are you guys doing to yourself? Oh, sir? totally. I think it's like, we just made a meal and then you just ate it. And that was it. And I'll tell you on top of that. And it wasn't even like, sometimes I see to my kids, like I'll make them like steak and french fries and like maybe a little bit of vegetables like a salad or something on the side and they'll pick it certain things i'm like holy cow you're kind of poo-pooing steak like liver and onions over here you know what i mean like i grew up with very very british parents and so there was a curry dinner at least once a week because the curry is a big thing in the brits and i love it now as an adult I don't know too many nine-year-olds that no. love that flavoring, right? Your palate changes. Yeah. But that was it. Like, that was it. And that, and and sometimes it was great. Like, we used to have, my mom was old school. We had a roast dinner every Sunday. Yeah. Every Sunday we had a roast, like a full-on roast dinner. Delicious. But there was other days of the week where you didn't like it and you just sat there and ate it. That was it. No options. I, I, I'm always so jealous of when you're kind of like at the park and you're talking to other parents. And the topic of food comes up and they're like, no, no, no. She eats like teriyaki salmon. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, with a side of wasabi. And you're like, what? What have you done? Like, why are you not writing a book? Why don't you have a podcast? (laughs) What did you do to have such an an expansive palate for your child where mine is so bland? I can pinpoint when my because I really watched it with the second one. The second one was on his way to being a great eater quinoa, mm-hmm. avocado. Let's like I'm, I was so proud. I'm like, here we go. I'm going to fix it now. Cause the first one's always a bit of an experiment. Right. I can pinpoint exactly when it shifted his first fast food. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it messed him up. I think as soon as we got a McDonald's for the first time, 
suddenly it was like, oh, is this what yes. like delicious is? And it was a sudden imbalance where now we were going to McDonald's a little more. Plus life gets busy. You have all these um, like away games or baseball uh. starts. And for convenience, you're starting to rely more on fast food. And I think as soon as we introduced that kind of flavors into his palate, he stopped eating all the good stuff. And I can tell you for myself, I got three boys, two out of the three in particular, when we bring home fast food, I can see it's like a chemical in their brain. Oh man. Their moods can go from, they could be in a bad mood or just kind of normal to excite. You got like, especially when they don't expect it. (laughs) And it's just like- Oh, you're the hero. Oh, you're a hero. And they attack that bag. And I'm like, there's something in that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Because you're not, look, my meatloaf doesn't get that kind of reaction. No. Yeah, no, for sure. It's 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 very tough that that way. I also wonder when it comes to like, is it harder for our parents then and now? Um, Ryan, I know your parents were older, and my parents were a lot younger. So Ryan and I have been friends forever since we were in high school. We met, and and I knew Ryan's parents very well, and and Ryan knew my parents very well. My parents were very young when they had me. My mom was still a teenager, and my dad was just extremely early twenties. I'm not talking like. 13 and 20. I'm talking like she was like 18 and yeah, my dad was. Yeah. And so I wonder if there was more help for my younger parents mm. when um, they were kind of going through whatever with yeah. me. Um, I was an older dad. Like I'm, I'm no Al Pacino, but I was, I was 43 when I had my, my first kid and my, my parents were like doing their own thing. Not only do they live far away, but they just kind of do their own thing. And I also had two. And my parents had one. And I'm just I'm just wondering if it's just if it's more difficult now because I didn't maybe have the help that my parents did back in the day where it seemed more like a family sort of like close knit sort of community, whatnot, between both grandparents and, yeah. and, and whatnot. And I wonder if it's if it's harder now. And, and I'm sure we all had our sort of issues in the 1970s when I was born, 1975 and, and onwards. There were like scares in the world and whatnot, but like we literally parented us. I'm talking us now, present day, literally parented through a pandemic. Yep. Wherever you want to fall on that thing. The financial crisis, no matter where you live listening to this is real. Yeah. Um, I'm not a super massive fan of like just regular news. They really like to, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things happening in the world that can really make you think about the future for our children yeah. and, 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 and us and, and, and whatnot. So if you were to like to ask me and I'm by no, I'm by no means, am I, am I, am I putting, if you're I'm my own personal opinion, I think it's harder to parent right here, right now in the history of whatever, maybe the cave people, maybe the, <laughs> maybe the cave people. Cause you weren't hundred percent like, yeah, we yeah. still have grocery stores. Um, I think it's, it's a lot harder now. I, I think so. I'll, and if, I'll, I'll say when you talk about cooking, if you want to break it down to that, I, I think, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, I think maybe it was a little bit easier then, and I'm speaking in generalities because I know there's tons of, uh, you know, mothers that work and all that kind of stuff. But I think probably statistics will tell you there's more stay at home, at least one parent. At Absolutely. Home. And so I think I'm thinking about my mom didn't get a real full-time job until I was like in high school. Yeah. They just had more time. I know different times yeah. where I'm so tired because I've got gone up at 320, mm-hmm. gone to work, done the job, come home and you're cooking. And my husband has regular hours, more standard, 830 to 439 to five. And I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking the three different meals for yeah. the three different like pallets. And I want to call my mom and say, thanks for fighting yeah. for our rights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks a hell of a lot, 
mom. Yeah, you got to enjoy being at home and like, because they really could, you know, I know they had a lot going on and their kids and school and homework and chores and all that kind of stuff, but you could spend a chunk of your day preparing for what you're going to have that night. That's what they did. Meanwhile, mothers today, like yourself, are working, you're grinding, you're driving, you're traffic, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're taking your kid. Like, it's just too much for all of us. Yes. And then so it's a lot easier to throw those dino nuggies in the oven than it is to make a meatloaf. Absolutely. I actually use the air fryer. Yeah. It's a lot faster, a lot crispier. But I think think that has something, at least if we're talking about the cooking part of it, at least I can only come from my own vantage point. That's why I think it's, if I had to answer the question, Mm. and I'm not always going to say that our generation has it harder because I don't think that's true. But in this particular case, I just think we're busier. Therefore, things like making a healthy meal is harder. So we're talking about whether or not as a parent, is it harder now for us than it was for our parents? And I think in one category, because some of the categories you can see pros and cons, this final category of money and finances, Mm -hmm. I think we have it way harder, even though we're making more. A lot of families now, almost all the families I know are dual income and a lot of my friends and I know for my family growing up, my mom stayed home, but I think we have it harder when it comes to the purse strings. Yeah, now I'm off the top of my head. I think so too, because I remember the day where I made more money than my dad. Like I always knew what my dad made and it was a big deal for me. Yes. But at the same time, uh, you know, you made say $70,000 a year and your house was $68,000. That's it. So yeah, there's the obvious big, big purchases. But I think just in general speaking, like I think I spend a lot more on my children than it was spent on me. It, that's the other thing, like Christmas and stuff where, we're, you know, as you get your lists together, you think about how much money. There's no way my parents spent as much as we do on birthdays, even just the activities of the birthday party. We've already talked oh. about that, right? The amount of planning and money that goes into it. Yeah. Generally speaking, most birthdays growing up, whether it was your birthday or your friend's birthdays, it was just at someone's house. Yeah. And now it's it's all these different types of events and uh, like laser quest and all these things that just <laughs> add up and add up. I think my mom took me on one vacation. It was the Blue Mountain. And my dad took me camping. Mm-hmm. My grandmother took me to Florida. I'm just going to go with twice. I remember one. Okay. But I'm just going to say twice because I don't know. I have taken my kids <laughs> on so many vacations. So they're f- many. They're five and three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've been to Florida. They've been to Vancouver twice. They've been to other, like all over can like, the amount of money I've spent just on vacations alone. I know. Pale in comparison to what the 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 two nights at Blue Mountain that my mom. A took vacation me away for. for the Whalen family was driving to Welland to look at the big ships it's, it's for the day. Up. And maybe, maybe we stopped at like a roadside, you know, hot dog. Sure. Stand. It's so true. Right? We lived but, at Niagara Falls. Like yeah. that was just a go for the day. But you you drove to Florida a couple of times. You yep. flew to Florida one time. Yeah, yeah. And I always remember you telling Myrtle Beach stories, but that's only because you were in the back of Larry's car. <laughs> right. That's when I was like a teenager. But it's funny you say that because I went to Myrtle Beach as a child and, and me and my cousins, we always tell the same stories, right? Remember when we were kids and we went to Myrtle Beach and blah, blah, blah. My older cousin said to me, Cam, he goes, you know, how many times do you think we went to Myrtle Beach? Because I was the youngest one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, four or five times. He said, we went twice. So it just goes to show that it's not about how many times you do something. It's about the memories you create while you do it. Where I think we're the generation of just give and give and give and give. And maybe maybe the quality doesn't matter as much. So maybe that's that part's on us. I do think a lot of the the differences as we talk in this podcast about whether it's harder for us or harder for our parents, a lot of it is self-imposed. Yes, that's true. The fact that we're cooking five meals in a night for our family, like 
that's on us. Yes. We did it. We, we made it a restaurant instead of here's your pork chops and frozen vegetables. Right. Like, why do you have to go to Florida on March break? Right. Yeah. Why? Like, you know, like, like you said, like maybe you do these day trips. Maybe you just do local stuff. Like we're in Ontario. Find sure. things fine to do. But if you do do that, it's because you want to. Right. You could you could play that sort of like parenting True. game where no, hold on. you can play the parenting game if you wanted to of here's your dinner. Eat it or don't. You can play that game if you want. Mm-hmm. Now, you're one of your sons plays extremely high level hockey. If you're going to give him a meal, he's not going to eat. He's not going to have like the protein to like all that stuff. Yeah, I don't because I want my kids to eat. And I know what my kids like. Jack likes peanut butter sandwiches yeah. and Olivia likes frozen pizzas. So guess what? They're getting they're getting what they want because I want them to eat. Yeah. Did our parents right? not care that we like there were nights where we said, fine, I'm not eating. Yeah, this. I think so. They just yeah. did. They do we know too much now? Like we're concerned about, well, we know if but, they have an empty tummy, they're going to go to school and not learn as mm-hmm. much. Like, do we know too much? But just to finish my point. So like Rye said, you don't like, why do we have, I want to go to Florida. Like I, I want to go mm. to Vancouver. So like those are choices in which I make. And I know the financial um, stress that it may cause, but I want those memories for, for my kids that I didn't have. Right. I don't have memories of going away with my, I don't have any vacation mm. stories to tell you about me and my, my parents. Right. I don't, I want my kids to, and I'm willing to go in a financial hole in order to do it. Not to the point where I can't provide, but I, I want to have those memories. I, I will say, um, you know, we've been talking about, we've talked on this podcast quite a bit about traveling long distances, driving versus flying. And I, it's easy for me to talk tough now that, you know, next summer we're going to fly places because it's very expensive. But I will say, I think I've created enough memories personally with my family having three sons in the van because we've driven to so many places together, 20 hour drives to Cape Breton to Florida. So I do feel like I've created enough memories <laughs> that if we just fast forward to the flight now. Yeah. So I do understand your point about sure. like you want to create these memories. You mentioned about sports. Here's a great example I find about sports and the difference between, you know, our generation as when we were children versus now. So during COVID, my son's hockey team, um, we couldn't do very much. So one of the coach had a great idea and he was posting pictures of the parents when we were 10, 11, 12. Okay. And a lot of it was mostly of it was the dads who played hockey. And so he would post a picture. It's like, guess which dad this is. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, the pictures, I could say it's 1984. The kid's got mismatched socks. The tape around the socks is electrical tape. It's an old <laughs> wooden stick that was taped, yeah. you know, to start the season. And that same tape would stay on the stick at the end of the season. Nothing matched. It was just a bunch of rando <laughs> stuff that you probably got from your older brother. And then I look at my child. Now I will say he does play high level and it comes with a cost and you get a lot of that gear. But I can't imagine the children today of having hand me down this or electrical tape instead of hockey tape or just a, a, a $50 Canadian tire stick versus a $250 with the flex and all that. Kind of yeah. Stuff. So it's just, there's the difference in cost. I mean, life is more expensive now, but it's just everyone's wired differently now. And maybe it is a certain degree our fault that you could say no, but you don't. Yeah. But there is a little keeping up with the Joneses. Well, sure. Especially in hockey, you can't be the only one. Like we have a kid at the rink, we call a kid with a wooden stick. Right, right. (laughs) Right? Because everybody else doesn't have one. Right. And there is a little bit of that. And then I've talked to other parents too, like, you know, who have kids on the hockey team and or soccer team that my son plays on. And they say things like, you know, it's funny. Here's a great example. A lot of our parents were immigrants, right? And so- I'll tell you about my one friend. His parents were Italian and he's like, I'm, you're just playing house league because I'm not driving all over God's green earth for you to play in a hockey tournament or a soccer tournament. I'm just not doing it. Yes. Like I've got, we've got other kids. So I don't have any money. I work all the time. I'm coming home and I want to sit in my garden. 
And I think we, this generation, like if your kid's good at something, then you just give them everything to make sure, sure. that they fulfill their dream. But I think a big difference was, and you're talking about immigrant parents and, and my wife's parents are from Italy and, and took a, literally took a boat over with their parents. And when they arrived here, they settled in little Italy and they didn't have a car. So like, if you wanted to play any sort of yeah. sports, it was just pick up at the, at, at the, at the, the community center. They right. just, they could not take you there because they were just starting their life here. And, and now we, we do have that ability and kudos to any parent who takes their kids on these. And I'll just say, it cause I'm not a part of it, but these are sort of like grandiose trips and, and excursions whether it's sports or dance or gymnastics or art or whatever it is, like Rye is told, like Rye, his son plays a game, a game on a Wednesday night in Buffalo, in another country. <laughs> yeah. It's in like, for <laughs> that's you, for the, that's your norm. For me, who's not a part of it, sounds not. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> like it sounds like I, I uh, it's yeah. crazy. Yep. And, but you know, it's funny though. Like I remember, like I, sorry, I have a guy, yeah. a friend whose son plays goalie in soccer they went to spain for a tournament oh yeah you hear those stories they went to spain for a tournament yeah oh yeah and they got like demolished yeah oh and like, man so, like, you're saying ten thousand dollars that cost yeah and that's a tournament it was like like yeah <laughs> i don't I get know. it i know I don't, I, I don't get it so mad respect if if that's what you do and the commitment level that you may have because not everybody has the, the financial ability to just be able to do that comfortably and I'm sure a lot of parents are just keeping their neck above that water to make sure their kids are getting everything. But let me ask you a question, because this is where it gets very interesting, is because I remember talking to one person who just, and you don't hear this very often. And I admit, I walked in thinking, oh my God, I can't believe you think that way. They didn't put their kid in rep sports because they, what we just said our parents did. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm just not doing it. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, like you don't hear of that honesty very often. Normally they come up with some sort of excuse. Very good point. So I guess my question to you is, Johnny, knowing that, you know, you hear Shauna's lifestyle and my lifestyle because our kids are a little bit older. If, if, if Olivia or Jack was really good at soccer or hockey, let's just keep it to one of those two sports and, and was like a triple A hockey player. Like, what would you do knowing like the cost and knowing the time commitment, especially knowing, cause I'm told you all about it. Everything. You would do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. I think most people do. Yeah. And that's the whole keeping up with the Joneses. Thing Everything. If, if I had the ability to do so. And I think that's the other thing we may be missing, especially talking about money is we have options now. They're not great, but we, right. we get credit cards. Yes. We do lines of credit. Like mm -hmm. our parents, maybe they would have, if they had the option, they used to have to pay. I remember my mom had an American express and you had to pay it every month. Right. You didn't carry yeah, that balance yeah. over. So a lot of that is because we can, we can go into debt to go to Spain. We can go, you know, take out another mortgage on our house or whatever right. so i think it helps but also that's why we're we're a generation in debt and, and also i think you know you make those sacrifices right like you know i have a very old caravan that we are just keeping on the road because we just don't have the money because yeah. we have to spend it in things like hockey tournaments and all these kind of things because i get more joy out of watching my sons enjoy what they love than i do out of driving a nicer car right yeah. sure um so, I mean, I think we do make those kind of sacrifices, but I think, yeah, the, the amount of money that we all spend on stuff is crazy. Back to school clothes, like, well, it was always hand-me-downs, right? And I, I said it before in this podcast about, like, being, like, an older, older dad, right? I had my first child when I was 43. I lived 43 amazing years where it was just about me. Whatever I wanted, whatever I wanted, it was the best. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally the best, where I would, like, pay money. <laughs> to be able to just play, I don't know, eight to 12 hours of Call of Duty online <laughs> and just 
crush pizza. As a 42-year-old, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, well, 49, 48 now. <laughs> I've never had as much joy as seeing the joy in my kids' faces, yeah, yeah. which negates everything All we just talked it. about. Yeah. Right? So what, yeah. Are you, like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I'm very lucky to be doing this podcast with you. I'm very lucky to we work on Q107 in Toronto, radio job. Very lucky. And I want to continue to have as much joy with my children as I possibly can. That's and so it negates everything we just said. Exactly. So even though we may say at the end of it all, we could tally it all it. up. Maybe we are working harder or making more work for ourselves. But I also think we're a generation that is taking the most joy that any parenting generation is right. before us right. in our kids. And I also think in our parents' defense, I also think that there just wasn't as many options. Like, you know, if you keep it to sports because it's easiest. Like, I don't remember a lot of like crazy camps and stuff like that. Like me, camp when we were kids was actually going up north somewhere yeah. and camping. Now there's soccer camps, hockey oh, camps. Learn how to ride a bike camp. STEM camps right. with science and tech oh. and engineering. So they didn't, it's not even their fault that they didn't do as much for us. There wasn't that many options for Very us. Very true. Is there a 48-year-old play Call of Duty for 12 hours and eat pizza camp? <laughs> oh, imagine if there was. Uh, you get every badge there is. That's it. So yeah, thanks, you know, thanks for the listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. We're now like months into it and hopefully it just keeps going. And if you have any stories that you want us to kind of talk about, you can send in your ideas at badparents at curiouscast.ca. If you have an idea, like I said, a future episode, we're on your all of your favorite podcast platforms, whether it be Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever you get it from. And like I said, we have a radio show. It's on Q107 in Toronto. We're on from 5.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can check it out on the Radio Player Canada app. Just download it, look us up, Q107 Toronto, and you can hear us if you want to. And until next time, I am John. I am Shauna. And I am Ryan. And you can see us, and we will hear from us next Wednesday on the Bad Parents Podcast.